Leaning like a river to keep flowing Leaning like the meek to find the strength to keep on going When it seems that justice just don't bend Ain't it like a winding river, my old friend? Ain't it like a mountain to stand tall? Ain't it like the downtrodden to rise after they fall? When the climb up top don't seem to end Ain't it like the highest mountain, my old friend? And now, what it really means with your hosts, Brad Shepard and Paul Harrell. Welcome to the show, everyone. It's Wednesday, March 31st, 2021. You know, I had a dentist appointment right before we began recording, and he drilled me harder than Willie Brown did Kamala Harris. For real. <laughs> How's it going, Paul? Uh, wow. Uh, I mean, it's uh, it's going good. Probably better than I am, but you know, we live in a time, and I was thinking about this, but we live in a time when it's never been more socially acceptable to attack Christians than it is today. You can make your flying spaghetti monster and invisible sky daddy jokes while you watch America turn into something that you used to know. For decades, Christians have warned of demonic evil forces in a slippery slope culture. Well, now those Christians who people laughed at, and I know I've been guilty of that myself at times, they're not looking so crazy after all. In fact, Paul, they're looking like visionaries. Now, I want to talk about gay rapper Lil Nas X, who has released his new music video, Montero, Call Me By Your Name, and his own special limited edition brand of Satan shoes. So for those of you who don't know, Montero is the 21-year-old rapper's real first name. That's where the song title comes from. So Lil Nas, donning jeans and cowboy boots, became a music superstar when his hit, Old Town Road, spent a record-breaking 17 weeks at the top of the Billboard Hot 100 chart. It's still the longest-running number one single in Billboard's history, and through Old Town Road, he developed an enormous following from young children. He went to an elementary school in Ohio where he performed Old Town Road, and the kids went crazy. The video went viral. He guest starred in a segment on Not Too Late with Elmo from Sesame Street. He wrote a book in January of this year called See Is for Country. He did a virtual performance on video game platform Roblox which over 30 million people watched, and Roblox says over half of their users are under 13. The rapper admits he knows he has a very young fan base, which he says he's okay with. And I wanted to make that clear as we talk about his new music video, Montero, Call Me By Your Name, which has already been watched by tens of millions of children, by the way. The idea behind the video seems to be him coming out as his true self, but not as a gay man, as a Satanist. There's been the typical occult symbol since he signed with Columbia Records that your average person may not pick up on, like his Teen Vogue magazine cover, where he covered one eye, a sign that he isn't paving his own way. 
But in this video, he recreates different Christian biblical teachings like the Garden of Eden. At one point, he's dressed in underwear in knee-high boots only, looking like a satanic being as he twirls and dances down a stripper pole to hell, literally, where he proceeds to meet Satan, lick his face, and perform a full gay lap dance where he spreads his legs and grinds on him before he snaps Satan's neck and takes the crown himself to become the new devil. So there's that. But that's not all, folks. Because shortly after that, he came out with his new Satan shoes. 666 are available. They have an inverted cross, which is a disrespectful satanic symbol. A bronze pentagram, which is a satanic symbol. Part of the shoe is see-through and contains about two fluid ounces of red ink. And literally one drop of human blood in the sole of the shoe. No pun intended, I'm sure. The cost is $1,018, a biblical reference to Luke chapter 10, verse 18, which says, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. So we've got a literal demon prop who is brainwashing kids in making Satan cool. <laughs> yes. And uh, it is, they want your kids. That's all I can tell you. They want your kids. And this is, there are literally people on the left, people uh, will do anything, push any boundaries, and they'll call it art. And um, we're really seeing the fruits of that now. The 1950s rock and roll moms were 100% correct. And I mean, I've had to, had to challenge myself listening to the lyrics of some of the music that I used to listen to. I mean, if you go back and actually listen to the lyrics of some of these songs, they're indefensible. And, you know, you talk about a slippery slope, they lead to what we have now. They're not even trying to hide it. And really and truly, Brad, they haven't been able to hide it or they haven't been trying to hide it very years I, for, for a while, for several years. I really appreciate what you said earlier. In your monologue, Brad, you said um, that, you know, little Nas X has been participating in the typical occult symbolism that we have come to expect. If anybody has ever done any, you know, research into this, I mean, it's everywhere. There are clearly uh, extra forms of communication in photos, lyrics and songs that have been going on for a very long time. A tip of the hat, if you will, to something that we can kind of just speculate what it is, but uh, some people are more. Uh, resolved in that it's Satanism, uh, a cult or whatever. I remember back years ago, uh, Katy Perry, she came out with a, um, a song called Alien, I think is what it was called. And she yes. literally, in one of, one of the lyrics, could you be the devil? Could you be an angel? Um, the lyrics are, you know, you're from a whole nother world, a different dimension. And so the lyrics themselves are absolutely horrible. If you go watch the video, which I do not recommend you do, but if you're curious, you go watch the video, Katy Perry starts the video as uh, clearly a, some sort of angel falling from heaven, and there's all sorts of double helixes in the video. Uh, she falls from heaven, and then there is intercourse with a different character, somebody obviously that's human, having intercourse with an angel, uh, tip of the hat to Genesis 6. And then uh, there at the very end of the video, there is a half-man hat with goat legs, 
like a, I guess, uh, uh, anyway, it's absolutely, that's in the video. I mean, that, that was done, I think it was probably 10 years ago now. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe it's a little bit too far, but, um, <clears throat> this is, I mean, when I first saw this story, I thought about our podcast last week when Brad, you rightfully brought up Andrew Torba's suggested platform, uh, moving forward. And it was, it's a really good platform, but at the very top of that platform is that it needs to be a Christ centered movement. It needs to be a, a platform that assumes that we are standing for what is good and not what is evil. And, uh, making a clear distinction here is that, you know, America believes in God, believes in Jesus Christ, and we don't want anything, we don't want to ignore that. We don't want uh, to, we don't want to be part of anything that's not going to recognize that. And if you're afraid to recognize that, then maybe we need, you know, maybe you're not with us. Um, but this is evil, and it's, it's got, it's just, it's what the left wants. They want your kids, and, and, this guy, like you said, that one platform, they've got millions of kids below the age of 13 that are on the platform, and they love this guy, and now they know more about... Uh, it's it's almost like reverse discipleship is what we're seeing here from Hollywood, from the music industry, and it's, uh, something's got to be done about it. I don't know necessarily what the answer is, but um, the 1950s rock and roll moms were right, and this is what we get. And the thing about it is, Paul, he got some backlash from conservatives, and rightfully so, on social media. But did he care? No, absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. He threatened to sodomize, I think, Caitlin Bennett's dad. That was yeah. that was his response. Um, and you know what's interesting in all of this is Nike. Obviously, I mean, I own a pair of Nikes. Um, I did, I'm not wearing them now. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> But Nike, Nike is literally, they're backtracking here, and they're saying that, and they're suing. They're actually suing the company that makes this shoe, yeah. which I had no idea that Nike just basically slaps their brand on things now and, you know, leaves the shoemaking to other companies. But, I mean, what do I know? I thought Nike was in the shoe business. Um, and, and, and so they're now suing the shoe company, saying that we did not collaborate on the production of the satanic shoes by Little Nas. Here's the thing, though. The company that made these shoes has made a Jesus shoe several years ago, made like a pro Jesus Christ shoe. And so many people are saying that they're going to have a sound legal footing because they're going to say, well, why didn't you have a problem with that shoe, Nike? Uh, and also remind, reminding you, this is the company that pulled the Betsy Ross Nike shoe from liberal outrage. And it was, that was just, uh, you know, a bunch of stars in a circle representing our first flag here in this country. So, uh, yeah, Nike is going to try their best to try to salvage their appearance here, but I don't, I'm not even sure Nike cares at this point. I mean, I know they're suing, but man, I, I'm just so sick of, it seems like everything as a conservative, everything that I give money to is literally working against all of my interests. And I am yep. just disgusted by that. Yeah, absolutely. We have not, been able to create our own uh, universe yet, so to speak. You know, Andrew Torba talks about how we have to leave the system and create our own. And that process has begun, but we're so early into it that you're right. We just have so many things right now that we need to use or use for convenience. And it involves, you know, people who just want to, to see us comply or die. 
ultimately. And, and it's it's a major problem. But I mean, Nike is the same brand that has promoted Colin Kaepernick, a phony race pimp who can't play quarterback. Screw Nike. You know, I don't care what their involvement is. Screw them. Even if they do make a good shoe, I mean, their brand is they have trashed their brand as far as mm-hmm. I'm concerned. Wearing a pair of Skechers, but then that's technically, I think, is owned by the communist Chinese. So you, you can't win for losing. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's so true. Uh, but they are all pushing these sort of perverse agendas. And we see this satanic agenda in the entertainment industry so often. And... I believe they are using uh, Lil Nas X as a prop, a demonic prop, to uh, forward their satanic agenda. He's someone who's young. He's developed a massive following. And now he is turning kids on to Satan. Satan is cool. Look at me. And we talk about this culture war. And these are the things we have to to do we have to fight this battle we have to and if you won't fight a battle like this (laughs) then you are useless yeah that's a good point if you won't get involved or do something moderate your behavior in some way to try to fight this in in the culture um i mean what what are you going to do well what what's going to make you do it you know what's fascinating to me is brad the elites and uh secular society for the longest time, mostly when I grew up. I mean, I was born in 1984. So for the majority of that time, what they have been trying to do is um, get you to not believe in a higher power, uh, to become an atheist. They basically promote atheists in every situation they can, um, while at the same time telling you that atheism is not a worldview that could oppress someone else. Now, Christianity, oh, that's your worldview in public and it's oppressing me. Don't put Ten Commandments on on the Capitol steps. But atheism, an absence of belief, because they say it's rooted in science, is not a worldview. So they get to have their cake, or rather eat their cake and have it. And it's um, it's really frustrating. But I've had this hypothesis for a while that the people at the top of these corporations and of these systems are themselves, in fact, not atheists at all. <laughs> I think they, many of them, Uh, participate and actively choose uh, evil and the other side and and know that there, of course, is uh, our higher powers. And uh, the Bible calls them, you know, uh, principalities, uh, you know, uh, Satan is described as the the prince of the air and and that sort of thing. And so there and we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but, you know, powers in in principalities. So, um, I mean, that's the truth from the Bible. And I think I think this idea that it's it's you know promoting atheism here is evidence right in your face that no no it's not atheism we're going to actually promote the antithesis of God the antithesis of Christ which is the single source of evil Satan and um, in a way you know the mask has come off so to speak and here we are and we're confronted with how corrupt how depraved our society has devolved into. You know, I mean, we, we've got to do something about it. We can't just uh, stay silent anymore. No, we absolutely cannot. I mean, there are so many signs that are obvious. You know, not everyone knows to look for those sort of occult signs. But now they're making it really clear. 
Uh, and I just feel like they have really stepped it up uh, 20 notches or so. And and again, it just feels like going back to last year, it's hard to describe. You know, I'm a data guy. I'm a guy who likes facts. But this is something you can't necessarily point to. It's just a feeling. And ever since last year, there's been this real spiritual sort of feeling for me. Like there is a higher power or war going on spiritually, right? That this is not just politics, but there's something greater at play here. Uh, you're not the only one. I mean, I certainly have felt that way as well, you know, more so than just the day-to-day, you know, individual struggles that there does appear to be, um, you know, definitely, I mean, spiritual warfare is 100% real. I've, I've, I've always believed that, but the stakes seem to be higher. And the, um, I would say that the 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 other side, <laughs> the left, if you will, um, <laughs> they uh, are acting really even in their wins or their you know their quote wins they are acting like a caged animal in a lot of ways um, because the people are more awake across the planet than they've ever been before and seeing. The Wizard of Oz, if you will, you know, behind, like yeah. whatever, whatever we're being told. No, it's really some dude pulling levers down there, you know, and, and and that you can apply that for for everything. You know, you can apply it with the media. You can apply it with Hollywood. And, you know, what are they going to do? What what are they going to do? That, because I don't think you can put the genie back in the bottle. I've said this before. People saw that the traditional way of doing things in Washington can be done differently. Donald Trump did it in spite of them with them fighting him every step of the way. And so Republicans running for office, telling you that they're conservative and then coming back to you with excuses, coming back to you and adopting mainstream media narratives that are based on lies. Those days I think are over with a lot of people. People are fed up. They saw that the election was uh, stolen they saw that uh, the courts didn't want to do anything about it because they were too scared of the intimidation tactics and the threat of violence from the left if they actually stepped in. So, I mean, and, and now we have cultural things like this. Little Nas X releases a shoe dedicated to Satan with a pentagram and human blood inside the shoe. Come on, people. And the fact that more people aren't pushing against this, saying this is sick, human blood in a shoe, that's disturbing. That's not cool. That's not trendy. That's gross. Where did they that's... get this human blood? I would like to know. It's <laughs> a good question. Excuse me. <laughs> Where did you get the blood? Yeah. Is it COVID tainted? <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> what did you have a contract with the Red Cross or something? I mean, <laughs> whose blood is in each shoe? Hey, wait a second. I thought my blood was going to help somebody, not go in a rapper's shoe. It's crazy. Uh, speaking of crazy, they had the big Georgia GOP election reform bill that was passed and signed by Governor Kemp, who's a total loser. But he did sign this. And the highlight of this entire thing was the Democrat insurrection where Democrat representative Park Cannon got arrested. Why is the governor trying to sign something in private? 
Why is he keeping a representative? Why does she have to step back? The governor is signing a bill that affects all Georgians. Why is he doing it in private? And why is he trying to keep elected officials who are representing us out of the process? So are, are <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, well, uh, I, I would be lying if I said I didn't enjoy that just a little bit. Um, <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> uh, but first of all, la- last I heard, or at least the way I understand it, when an executive signs a bill, you get invited to the signing. I, I know that's how it works 
uh, if you're a state representative. I mean, I, I believe a lot of times you get invited. At least that's what I've seen in, in Arkansas. Uh, and then um, I believe that's how it works at the White House as well. You know, not just every right. every person gets to just be there at the signing. <laughs> that would be, I mean, but, but I don't know how they do things in Georgia. Maybe they do. Maybe normally the doors open and everybody comes in. I mean, I've seen it done that way too, so. Was the state representative in question a black woman? Yes. Okay, so she was a black woman, and she was arrested by the police. She was not shot and killed by the police. So we at least have one example out there where that doesn't happen all the time, as the left would say. Now, by you assuming that a black person would not be shot by police, is that racist? Hmm. I don't know that that very much it, it could be. It, it's definitely not anti-racist. That could know? be your white privilege speaking. Uh, that it, maybe it is. I'm I, my Western thought and my logic that you know is racist by itself. So yeah, you're probably right, Brad. I I should probably apologize. <laughs> well, the crazy thing, Paul, is of course the bill has already been passed, right? I mean, the, the governor has to sign it, and nothing is changing at this point, right? He's decided to sign the bill, but they're protesting. Inside the Capitol building. Does that sound familiar? Oh, yeah, now that is interesting. Inside yeah. the Capitol building. They're loud. Uh, and this state representative actually goes up to the governor's office and is yelling and is knocking on the door. Literally knocking on his door, trying to get him. And his door is closed. Now, I, I don't know if his door is closed because there's a bunch of loud people who are upset about this bill and who are potentially trying to get into his office. I don't know. But there is a, a state trooper who's there guarding the door based on this, what I would have to say is an insurrection attempt mm -hmm. by Democrats. <laughs> oh, yeah. One of the darkest days in Georgia state <laughs> history right there. That's oh, a, my goodness. A very, very dark day. Uh, and by the way, I do expect the FBI to begin investigating immediately with facial recognition and cellular technology so we can track these dangerous people down and mm. uh, put them in jail without any bail. You know, what's what's the biggest difference between that and, and what happened on January 6th is the, the Georgia State Trooper there didn't open the door and let the protesters in. That That would have been yeah. a direct comparison if that would have happened. And he didn't shoot Ashley Babbitt, you know, ah, that too. Yes, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that um, that white privilege. Mm -hmm. So that was it was very interesting. So, again, this got essentially no corporate media coverage, right, compared to January 6th. What a surprise, right? We knew that was going to be the case. And that's the that's the bias of the media. That's their propaganda. And it's disgusting. And that's why people are simply not informed a lot of times. But. When you look at the bill itself, what they're really mad about is this bill passing. You know, people like Stacey Abrams are up in arms about this, which really just tells you this was a good thing. Definitely. I, yeah. I would say, I mean, I would I wish the bill would have gone further. Um, yes, but in order for it to have gone further, you would have had to actually acknowledge what is uh, anathema, you know, what you can't yeah. acknowledge. You can't claim, like, for example, I mean, they're still going to be using Dominion voting machines. They didn't address the alleged voting machines ir irregularities that, you know, we've heard mm -hmm. over and over again. And so, you know, I really wish they would have done that. But if it and 
you know, I mean, if you're going to, if the left and the media is going to lie about it and they're going to throw a fit, why not actually do and, you know, and attempt to fully fix the problem? I'm not so sure the, the, uh, the problem was fully fixed. I know they want to attempt to restore voters' confidence in the system, but I don't, I don't see how you do that without addressing the voting machines. I agree. Whatever the voting machines are, they have to go, in my opinion. Right. We can talk about Dominion and I totally have been on board with that. But we have to talk about all voting machines and getting rid of all of them whenever possible and go back to, you know what? Paper ballots. Yes. Let's go to back to, to what has worked for a long time. So that's that's my uh, opinion on that. And you're right. I definitely don't think it went too far. This is a step in the right direction. Uh, we had a lot against this just Frankly, having Brian Kemp as governor, that was, you know, going to be a difficult task. But yeah, it, it's it's really interesting. And so they're using talking points of like, well, it's suppressing the vote. It's not allowing black people to vote, et cetera, et cetera. It's all a complete lie, of course, if you look at the facts. Right. That's something that low information or low IQ voters fall for. Oh, but you can't hand out water or snacks anymore in voting lines. It was um, Frank Luntz. Ah, uh, Frank Luntz. Yes. What a loser that guy is. Yeah, he's a big loser. He's really happy all of his fake poll that Biden ended up winning even because I mean all of his fake poll. He was this that dude the whole polling industry was going to implode uh if if Trump had uh you know pulled off the upset, which he did. Yeah. They just they just uh, took it away from him. So Yeah. Yeah, completely agree. But even he's promoting this fake news. Now in the bill, it does say that political operatives can't do that, right? You don't want someone who's affiliated with the Democrat Party coming up and bribing people. What this law is really about is curbing voter interference and intimidation. People who aren't part of the political process can still do that, right? By the way, this is already a federal law. I mean, it's okay. So it's not like this is some big Georgia change. So anyway, you know, the whole thing is, Obviously, a step in the right direction. They're up in arms. They're they're totally upset and they're suing. So that's a that's a good sign. But it's going to go even further. I believe, Paul, this is going to be a huge battle. This was kind of like the first shot firing back, so to speak, um, at some of the fraud stuff and in fixing it. And so what we're now beginning to see is. There are politically active or motivated groups who are calling for different companies like Major League Baseball or different groups to say, um, you have to take your business out of Georgia if they don't change this. Yeah. And, and so, so the cancel culture aspect to this that's all tied in politically, as we've already known for forever, it's coming. It's already coming. They want to take the Masters out of Georgia now, too. <laughs> the mass, I, I don't think the, the, the Masters as an organization is going to, they're just going to, they'll just have their tournament. I mean, yeah. who cares if CBS <laughs> yeah. wants to be there or not? Have you seen that golf course? My goodness. Yeah. I want to own that golf course, man. Yeah. That thing is beautiful. Um, I, 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 you know, on this, you know, what you can't do, can't hand out bottles of water or whatever. Uh, several years ago, a uh, state representative in Arkansas from uh, West Memphis uh, went to jail in an absentee voter scheme. You know, was convicted. He was handing out vodka and fried chicken uh, for ballots. God. So uh, you uh, you can't hand out vodka and fried chicken for ballots. 
just letting everybody out there know you can't do that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but I, I'll also say this. Okay, on the cancel culture, Brad. All right, so Georgia, uh, they're going to put pressure, pull your business out of the state, whatever. We've kind of seen uh, the first another battle of that, you know, which would be Christy Noem and what happened with South Dakota and what happened with the transgender thing. So she doesn't want to fundamentally what it comes down to to me. And I like Christy Noem, but I am disappointed. But she doesn't want to take on the NCAA. Bingo. She, yep. she doesn't want to take that on. And and because it's like, well, I'm sure there's not a lot to do in South Dakota. And, you know, they want to still be able to have intercollegiate athletics and, and, and not be tied up in court and everything else. At some point, though, little Naz has a Satan shoe. And so yep. we've got to be willing to sacrifice and and potentially do without even the things that we love, like football and the things that you're going to get a lot of grief for. We've we've got to we've got to trust that the people are ready for it. If you come to them and be like, look, yes, we're in this. You know, let's say the NCAA sues, and let's say we don't have what we used to have. Well, here's the reason, guys. They they want transgenders to compete in women's sports, and that's wrong. And if they're going to be like that, then but we're going to stand on what's right. And if that means we have to suffer the consequences, I mean, that's what a leader does, isn't that what you're told? Stand up for what's right, even if you have to suffer the consequences. I mean, all of us need Christy Nome as well as the lawmakers in Georgia. We all need that Al Pacino speech from Scent of a Woman. That's what we need. We need to listen to that and do what's right and, you know, and trust that things are going to work out in the end, even if we have to suffer short-term consequences because of it. Amen. I think Governor Nome ended her political hopes as far as the presidency, vice presidency, I think those ended with that decision. How can you I mean, take it, on the Communist Party of China if you can't take on the NCAA? Exactly. And what do voters want? They want someone who is going to stand up for them. And and what they really want is someone to stand up for them with this culture stuff more than anything. And she's proven already she's unable to do that. Now, you know, it's not the first time I've been disappointed with the decision of hers. Um, she volunteered to take in additional refugees and et cetera, her state. Overall, she's done some good things for sure. I just, I, you know, this was her opportunity, her moment, right, to show that she could stand for the people of her state and say, no, we will not accept this. But she put the special interests first, probably pressure from the Amazons, et cetera, as well. So you have to be willing to say, in order to fight this war, you're going to have to take some L's, Right. That's just the way it is. Yep. That may be, well, we can't have basketball here as part of the tournament. Whatever it may be, we can't have that. And you explain to your constituency why. And let them, let them be the ones who say, you know what? I'm not going to support the NCAA anymore if this is what they're going to do. But you have to look out for your people and you have to be willing to stand up and there is going to be some L's in there. You're going to have to be willing to eat those. That's just the way it is. This is mm-hmm. this is real life. Sacrifice. And I mean, can you imagine? And this is kind of to Noam's uh, coalition point. But you do the coalition and you pull the pressure after you've already taken your stand. Um, if you can, you imagine like the biggest conference, the Southeastern Conference. If if they if these if all these other states in the Southeastern Conference. I know South Dakota's not in the SEC. But if if you were to take that and they, these states have similar situations and, you know, if they were to all stand, then 
and the NCAA is like, well, we're not going to have tournaments anywhere in those places. I mean, you talk, you're act, you're going to activate a fan base that's going to give the NCAA so much crap that there is no way they would be able to stand up to that. I mean, you know, not to mention they couldn't even have tournaments. I don't think without having them in those states. So at some point, if we all say no, then they have to listen because you're not going to have basketball. You're not going to have the sport if everybody is penalized for doing, and that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to make an example. And she didn't want South Carolina to be the first state to be made an example of. Right. Um, and you know, here we are. So. Yep. We need leaders who are tough. We need leaders who will stand for us, who will fight the culture war. Um, and we need leaders who will fight against mask tyranny. Let's do our, of course, weekly COVID-19 update with all the crazy stuff we hear. But it, it really does seem to kind of ramp up the crazy every single week. Uh, you got Bill Gates now claiming the world won't return to normal until the end of 2022. In an interview with a Polish newspaper, you may remember his last prediction was by the end of 2021, just five months ago. My how information changes. So it, it's total lunacy. You got Bill Gates saying more crazy things because he wants people locked down. You got Dr. Fauci taking credit for creating the COVID-19 vaccine. You got Joe Biden saying wearing a mask is a patriotic duty. And now... COVID-19 passports could be coming to the United States of America. And that is a disgrace. Did you see the, the there's a photo out there of a church? And I'm assuming it's real. It could have been doctored. Uh, but it was two pews or two sections of pews. And one sign said, this, this side is for vaccinated people. And this side is for unvaccinated people. It was like the bride and the groom section at a wedding. Here's the kicker. Both sides still had to wear masks. Uh, the equivalent of like if there was a contraceptive uh, vaccine, but you still had to wear a condom or something. I mean, it doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't even make any sense. But I mean, the fact that you now have churches who are so bought into this propaganda and they are they're continuing to listen to the equivalent of the priests of Baal, tell them information that changes based on principles that change from men who are proven liars and uh, they're still going to do that. They're still going to use that information uh, because they don't want to take a tough stand and actually maybe tell people, tell their tell their own congregation that maybe these this information isn't right. And we need to do what we're called to do, what we know to do, and that's to meet and to welcome the clean and the unclean. And we're not going to add a requirement. You know, we're not going to add another requirement to worship that's not prescribed in Scripture. And, you know, this article uh, from Crisis Magazine by a Ph.D. I found, Stephen Samut, or Samut, uh, do COVID-19 restrictions serve the common good? Um, and he makes a very strong case that they do not. He calls them inhumane. The hallmark characteristic of how authorities at all levels have handled this disease can only be described as confusing, contradictory, and, as evidence continues to accumulate, clearly inhumane. One such example of confusion is the WHO warning against early termination of lockdowns in March of 2020, only to warn against lockdowns in October of the same year. Even the relaxing of the lockdowns brought only limited relief to the public. Mask mandates, social distancing, closure of so-called non-essential services, barriers in stores, classrooms, and anywhere 
where two humans would, God forbid, face each other. Disinfection of surfaces and hands continued. And I'm sure that this is not an exhaustive list. Many of these behaviors continue to be practiced to this day. While many arguments are raised to justify the necessity for the measures taken, there is one aspect that seems to be constantly either ignored, intentionally or unintentionally, or spoken of as an issue of lower priority, the human psychological impact that will be felt for several generations. And so, Brad, to your point, that psychological impact, if we have COVID-19 passports as well, is going to be even more pronounced. This is the coming of 1984. This is show me your papers, please. And, uh, I mean, if the government is going to do this, let's say you're somebody who, you know, has some sort of tyranny spider sense, but you don't know whether or not you're going to take the vaccine. You're kind of up in the air about it. The fact that they're going to basically create new identification uh, for travel potentially and, uh, you know, in the form of a COVID passport, that should tell you everything you need to know. And you should just stop and do nothing at this point. I mean, it, this, this is, um, I, I mean, to me, I, I have, I, I feel like the crazy one sometimes. I know you do too, Brad, because I see all these people, you know, wearing masks and stuff still. And I, I just don't get it. I, I had a, uh, I had a, uh, an epiphany. I was in a store and, and it was a corporate store and I don't wear, I don't wear masks. Um, most of the time, I mean, you know, you just, you, you go in and nobody says anything. I mean, nobody says anything. They may have a sign posted, but you just, I just go on in. And if somebody asks me to wear one, I'll, uh, either wear one or I'll leave and I'd leave. But I mean, it's happened one time and it wasn't even a big corporation. Um, but I got to thinking to myself and walking around, looking at people wearing masks and I'm thinking, huh, this was genius. Getting the corporations to buy the government narrative was genius. Because right now, I know there are plenty of Trump-supporting, red-blooded Americans who are just thinking they're being polite. They think they're being polite by wearing their mask because Walmart has asked them to wear their mask. And they voted for Trump, and they they think they're being polite. But for me, who's not wearing their mask, makes me feel... Like I am re- a lot more outnumbered than I than I even am, and you and it's just it's this idea of just reinforcing this false, phony Anthony Fauci narrative, and it's really quite insidious and genius from a dark side of things of what they've done, th- that these corporations are treating us the way the Communist Party treats their own citizens, and. Um, and you talk about inhumane, go look up the definition. I'm so glad this doctor uses this word inhumane. Go look up the definition of inhumane. That's exactly what this is when we're talking about forcing our, our fellow Americans to cover up the best characteristic about themselves and, and the best way we communicate is your face, man, your face, like as image bearers of God, like, and and we're telling people to cover up their face and we're making fear a virtue. Uh, wake up, guys. Wake up. I was uh, at the dentist, as I had mentioned, and <laughs> I saw a gentleman who was wearing one of those gator covers that goes, you know, it, it's long and it goes over your neck, but then it uh-huh. also covers up your face as well. He's wearing sunglasses, okay? 
<laughs> he's wearing a hat, and then he's wearing this gator cover. I mean, this guy looked like a government operative. I mean, it was ridiculous. But but that is now the normal. Cover up your face. Let's get rid of that human connection. Yes. I mean, it, it's it's just insane, and it's not just big corporations. The uh, Catholic Diocese of Dallas actually called the police on a pregnant mother for not having a mask on. I uh, Yeah, I saw that. That's incredible. Um, her own, quote, priest. Her own priest. <laughs> That's the okay. word. Yeah, I saw I saw one of those. Uh, so, you know, copper fit. I used to see, get the new copper fit knee brace for old man knees. It has real copper infused. Well, so now they've got face masks or they've got kind of like this gator thing that you're talking about. I was watching one of those commercials the other day, and they made it look so so glamorous. So I was like, man, I'm gonna have to get me one of these because How it's trendy. It's, it's so funny because they do it all in slow motion, like the woman and the yeah. man, and they're putting on their masks in slow motion, and they got a, the, their hair's blowing in the back, you know, and it's all and, and they've somehow made this like, oh yeah, I mean, yeah, that looks sexy. I'm like, what? What in the world is going on? You know, these I companies that are like, you wear a mask. <laughs> <laughs> oh man and, and by the way i mean some of them i saw another person who had, this is great wearing the mask but that wasn't far enough so they actually put on like the uh what i would call like the bug suit helmet you know it's got it's like the helmet that goes over your face but it's got the big plastic shield in front of your face blocking your face it's the most ridiculous freaking thing ever i, so, I mean it, <laughs> We're we're eventually, Brad, going to end up like Leslie Nielsen in The Naked Gun and uh, the, the the love interest. And there and uh, she's sitting there. And she's like, "I practice safe sex," and he's like, "So do I." <laughs> and then they cut to, and they're both wearing like human sized condoms, just body condoms, giant yeah. body condoms. That's what uh, they want uh, for, for us, you know. I, if they don't want us dead, they want us in body condoms. <laughs> great movie. great movie by the way leslie nielsen's hilarious yeah really uh, is. so but yeah i, I mean it, it is kind of nuts again who would think wearing a mask is a patriotic duty and what's the implication there well if you don't wear one maybe you're not a patriot what i mean this is this is crazy this brainwashing it it's been very successful so you know, my concern, of course, is the passport piece, right? And then they really launch this COVID vaccine passport where you can't do certain things. You can't fly if you don't have the COVID passport, proving digitally that you have gotten the vaccine. So I guess they'd have to have access to your medical records so you can show them to everybody and you're pretty much forced to do that. And I mean, it's like, show me your papers, comrade. And and here it is. Now you can go sit in the movie theater with a mask on because you're vaccinated. Yeah, um, the 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 passport aspect of this, I, I just want to know how far they're going to take it. And will people say enough's enough? And will, will people understand how ridiculous it is now? Again, you know, two shows in a row, we're mentioning Ron DeSantis. Thankfully, Ron DeSantis is saying, you know, this is ridiculous. Uh, we're not we're not going to participate in these types of passports. But, you know, I'm wondering, you know, if it hits the air travel, then it will hit. You're going to think some states are going to try to enforce automobile sure. 
um, you know, interstate travel at some point, you know, will people, what are people going to do? I mean, this is really the test as well. Are people going to say enough's enough? Um, or my, another question is, are people going to start forging vaccination cards? Honest question. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to assume that that's going to happen. Uh, if this, you know, there are people who legit, I'm telling you, I was trying to look up side effects. Um, a friend of mine, uh, got the vaccine and I was looking up, uh, there's, there's been some slight complications. Don't know if it's, uh, don't know if it's connected at all. Um, and it, and it may not be, but I, I just, you know, was trying to do, you know, my due diligence and I'm sitting there looking up, uh, potential side effects from the, the vaccine. And if you use Google or any main, I mean, good luck finding any search results. Yeah. You have to use, I guess I used Yippee for this one. Uh, uh, y I P P Y I think. And, uh, actually ended up finding some things that were matching what I was searching for. But I mean, it's, uh, there are people that who legitimately don't want to put something, uh, that's foreign in their bodies. That's been rushed. And that is, not been approved by the FDA, uh, at least in the normal process. It hasn't been approved by the FDA. And, you know, the, the government's going to come top down and say you've got to have a passport to do certain things. And by the way, that is exactly the social credit score that the Chinese are putting on their citizens. It's yes. just a little different version. It's if you visited the wrong website, then your social credit score goes down and y- you can't take the metro. Or you had a person over at your house who visited a wrong, a wrong website, and so your social credit score goes down. This is the exact same thing, practically. It's just they're, they're just they're different definitions for words, you know. And so this is got to be stopped. People got to stand up and say enough's enough. And man, I got to tell you, people across this country who voted for Biden have got to be having second thoughts at this point. Um, not to, not not to mention just anytime he does a press conference or opens his mouth, but just the fact that this is what the left wants for our country. There have got to be more and more people waking up saying, what did we do? We had no idea it was this bad. The right was trying to tell us. Trump was trying to tell us. We didn't listen. And here we go. I mean, this is, this is what you get. Well, what we're getting is pure communism. That is what's coming to America. And if we won't stand up for passports, this country is in a lot of trouble. Yep. Uh, We've talked about immigration and the humanitarian crisis on the border each week. It is probably the top issue right now uh, amongst Trump supporters, Republicans, etc. It's a huge issue. And we have to be hardline immigration hawks. Have to. We're at that point, and it's it's completely out of control. We've got migrant children being packed in like sardines, and they're going, but they're getting to stay in hotels, right? Our National Guard don't even get that. They're getting free education. You look in San Diego, they're getting free education, in-person learning. Meanwhile, the literal American citizens in San Diego in their school system have to do remote learning. I mean, this is continuing to be insane. There's no answer in sight. Ted Cruz visited the border in these facilities where they have kids in cages, and they were trying to block him from taking video. So they're continuing to try to cover this up. The situation is only getting more dire. And they're interviewing people on the border coming across. Yay, Biden, Biden president. That's why we're coming. I, I feel like 
we're just not a serious country, as I've said for quite a while now. We can put our soldiers in Germany. We can put them everywhere across the world. We're in a gazillion places. Most people don't even realize that. And of course, we occupy the Middle East for no reason. It's an endless war that will never end. But we can't put our soldiers on the border where we are literally being invaded. The blame for this has to, you just want to remind everybody, the blame for this is squarely on both parties, the, the establishment wings of both parties. Yes. When you get mad about this, when you think about what's going on, I, you, you, I, I know everyone's you know blaming Biden, and they're pointing out the obvious hypocrisy from the left and their outrage when Trump was in office. And I get that, and that's totally fair game. But from a you know twenty thousand feet perspective, you've just got to understand that this is how both elites on both sides want it. This is what they want. This is the policy that they both want on both sides of the establishment. And um, you just I just wanted to say that. So once you realize that, <clears throat> then you realize how important it is to make sure that the America First movement is not just going to fizzle out and go away with Donald Trump. And I don't think it's going to. There are candidates that are going to be challenging, uh, that are challenging. Here in my home state of Arkansas, you've got Jan Morgan, who's challenging uh, Senator John Bozeman. Um, and uh, she is running very much on uh, you know an America-first platform, uh, things that are uh, popular all across this country. And uh, there's going to be more across the country as well, where where there's going to be an attempt to try to make sure that this is not just a flash in the pan. And so um, the border situation specifically, you have you have to just admit that this is a globalist policy. Back in the middle of the Trump administration, I, I, you'll remember when you had the migrants and the caravan. Remember the caravan that were coming in Mexico. And they were coming up from those other countries south of Mexico. What a lot of people don't realize is if you were to take a snapshot of the world at that time, it wasn't just a border crisis on the south, uh, the southern border in America. There were border crises in virtually every single uh, Western style country in Europe from the Middle East. There were, uh, you will remember this, go look it up. And, you know, we have people that would want us to believe that that was just simply a coincidence. That all at once you had all of these migrants from poor, impoverished countries in Europe and poor, impoverished countries in North and South America that all at once decided to overwhelm the immigration systems of, of Western governments. It's not a coincidence. It, is a, it was and is a coordinated effort. And once you realize that, and then you realize that the Communist Party of China has both parties in this country— has been paying them in some form for decades, uh, then you realize what we're really facing here. And uh, Donald Trump was able to stop a lot of this, and we've got to make sure that we've got candidates that are running who are going to continue that level of stubbornness when it comes to stopping these globalist policies. I can't possibly agree more. I really can't. It, it's so important we have the right candidates who will be fighters for the America First movement, right? That's ultimately what we have to look at as voters. I certainly have said many times on this program about, you know, with the obvious voter fraud, the, the corruption, the allegations of the machines, things that have, you know, 
I still believe all of that. Um, and I still think, you know, it's, it's entirely possible that what happened, uh, you know, once can happen again. But I also understand that the options are limited. And so what it yeah. means is, is what it really means is, is that means we've got to get more engaged than ever. And I know it's so cliche, yes. but you do have to make sure you turn out in even greater numbers. And uh, you also have to make sure that you, uh, you know, we saw these people at polling locations in these battleground states in Georgia and, and uh, uh, the, you know, Wisconsin and everywhere else. And we saw what happened to them. We saw they got, how they got pushed out and everything else. Yeah. You talk about, you know, citizen journalists, you've got a camera on your phone. People are going to have to be at polling places. You know, the volunteers are going to have to just come out in droves uh, from the right with cameras watching literally everything that's being done. Yeah, they don't want you to be active. They want to suppress you. That's the irony of all of this, is the left actually wants to suppress you. They're claiming that Republicans are suppressing them with these sort of fair bills that are being passed where they just want free elections, right, and accountability. And in what is really happening is they want to suppress that Trump vote by making them feel like they can't win, right? And and so I just think now more than ever, you have to fight, um, quote unquote, we mean that politically. And, um, and, and it's just going to be so important to trying to get our country back, which we have to do, because if we lose it at this point, um, man, I don't know. Can we get it back? I don't know. It would certainly take a long time. And uh, I think for everyone with children, you certainly don't want that uh, possibility. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And finally, something that kind of made the news wire here that I thought was, um, well, it's not great news, but it's the Biden administration, and they are reportedly set to unveil more than $3 trillion in tax increases and possibly the mileage tax on drivers to pay for infrastructure, which you remember, Paul, we talked about that like, weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks ago where Pete Buttigieg was the one pushing that um, to Biden. And so now it is potentially going to make this tax increase bill. Even Bloomberg is saying this is actually going to reduce the incomes of the middle class. Yeah, I mean, this is, you know, I've seen this floated before, you know, we're trying to solve problems like we were upset that the electric vehicles we're upset that electric vehicles are not paying for gas. So we'll, this, this idea first started in that realm, right? So yeah. we need to calculate the electric vehicles mileage or whatever. And I said to myself, no, I said, we don't <laughs> because that's just one step for making us all do it, which is what they yeah. really want to do because yes. they just have got to have more and more money, taxpayer money, the opium of legislators, more money and more control. And then they can say it's the environment too. Right. If you're going to harm the environment, we have to charge you more money. Yeah, uh, it's it's a disaster right now. We're still in the midst of the pandemic. They're still locking people down in some states. We can't have a tax increase in the middle class. This will intentionally blow up the economy, in my opinion. It will have a devastating impact on the middle class, who in many cases are still trying to recover from losing their jobs or being in between jobs due to the lockdown policies during the pandemic. So it's a big, big disaster here. And to me, it almost seems like it's intentionally destructive. The timing is just too coincidental. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, 
they want another crisis, man. I mean, they 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 don't they want to hit us not with just more pandemic stuff. I mean, now they want the economy to go. They want more people dependent on the government. Uh, no question about that, man. I mean, and then it'll just be whatever they say to do, do. You know, uh, you have to affirm transgenderism. You have to to get a check. You have to uh, affirm uh, the vaccine or get the vaccine. Uh, you know, to get a check. That's coming, and that was actually proposed. With some of these, some some of these Democrats thought, in order to get your stimulus check you you were going to need to uh you know get a vaccine thankfully they shot it down for now but what about next time right well there's a lot of businesses already offering things you can get a crispy cream donut if you show proof of vaccination you can get there's one marijuana shop offering a joint if you can show proof of vaccination <laughs> well you know maybe the the maybe the joint will help you know reduce some of the uh, side effects i saw one guy's uh, <laughs> i saw one guy's skin flared up and uh and uh came off like side side effects and uh, side effects include your skin uh you know coming off yeah. peeling off it like it was disgusting he had this giant re- allergic reaction and his skin peeled off uh there's been a lot of people with reactions severe reactions there was a, a death recently someone who got the covid vaccination and died the next day I mean, this kind of stuff is not really being reported in the mainstream, obviously, because they have an agenda. But they're Alex Brinson, and there are certain sources that you can get that information from. And, yeah, there, there's definitely some things going on. And I always have to remind people, these are just the short-term effects, folks. Long-term effects haven't been studied, but just because you didn't have a flare-up the day after the shot, that doesn't mean anything. What's going to happen in 10 years that you can't do anything about? So, yeah, it's um, crazy. It really is. That is all the time we have. Paul, where can we find you on social media these days? I uh, say so I'm, on, I'm on Gab at Paul Harrell 1776. I want to remind everybody that the What It Really Means podcast is on Gab TV. So you just look for Worm Podcast, W-I-R-M Podcast on Gab. So you can subscribe there. And if you're listening on iTunes or you're listening on Spotify or any of the other major platforms, if for some reason we ever get canceled, um, you will know that you can get your worm fix, your worm Wednesday fix by going to Gab TV. Absolutely. We will always be on Gab TV, the free speech platform, um, even though Governor Abbott wants you to think they're anti-Jew. That's not the case. Um, We love Gab and you can find me there as well at Brad Shepard. Get a Gab account if you don't have it. And otherwise, we appreciate your support, and we will see you next week. Ain't it like a river to keep flowing? Ain't it like the meek to find the strength to keep on going? When it seems that justice just don't bend. Ain't it like a winding river, my old? friend ain't it like a mountain to stand tall ain't it like the downtrodden to rise after they fall when the climb up top don't seem to end ain't it like the highest mountain my old friend ain't the roads to freedom rougher than they seem Don't the plans of peace begin with just one dream? 
Ain't it like a river, my old friend? 